So this morning we are, we are privileged, very privileged to have in our midst a specialist. That word, we need papa, papa, papa. Obstetrician and gynecologist. I hope I got it right. The pastor who is coming to minister to us this morning is a specialist obstetrician and gynecologist at Hollywood Teaching Hospital. And he's a resident minister of James McKeon Worship Center. And he's married to a doctor. Also resident in the ear, nose, and throat, ENT surgery at Kolebu. So this morning, as the word of God is coming, it is healing a lot of people spiritually. We are privileged to have in our midst Dr. Perez Sepenu and Dr. Mrs. Na Akusia Sepenu. Please put your hands together for them. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I want to salute the wonderful men and women in the house. Our area, Deacon in the house. Please put your hands together for Daddy and Mommy. Hallelujah. And uh, as for Chibote, he's, all of us are our boss. And it's exciting to see him as well in the house of God. Presiding that God bless you for the opportunity to worship with this wonderful congregation. I'm reading from the book of Malachi, the chapter 3, the verse 10 to 12. Under the leadership of our area head, all the pastors have been deployed to various churches this morning, and our task is to remind us about tithes and offering. And this whole month has been the desire of our area head that in our Bible studies and in our various teaching services, we try to get us to understand why we need to tithe for the Lord. Malachi 3, 10 to 12. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be room enough to store it. I will prevent pests from devouring your crops, and the vines in your fields will not drop their fruit before it is ripe, says the Lord Almighty. Then all the nations will call you blessed, for yours will be a delightful land, says the Lord Almighty. And I want to title this discourse, Levels of Faith, the Tight Example. Levels of Faith, the Tight Example. And I find, ladies and gentlemen, that obeying God and his word is a reflection of our level of faith in God. Obeying God and his word is a reflection of our level of faith in God. The ability to take God at his word without argument reflects how much we trust, how much trust we have in the validity of his word. 
obeying God is a reflection of how much faith we have in him. The, every, the everyday operation of our faith is an endorsement of the validity of God's word and the validation of God's word is reflected in how much of his word we obey. There is so much argument about whether tithe is even biblical or whether giving offering in church is biblical. So many arguments out there. But ladies and gentlemen, I want to present to you that how much of God's word and how much of it you take on face value is a reflection of how much faith you have in him. Hallelujah. Our ability to obey all of God's word is a showcase of how much of God we believe in. And so if we are talking about tithe and the argument that, oh, it is in the Old Testament, we are in the New Testament, it is no longer a necessary practice in this new dispensation, then I want to put it to you that so long as it's in the Bible, your obedience of it is a reflection of how much of God you believe in. Praise God. There are levels of faith. Tell somebody levels of faith. There are levels of faith. In Hebrews 11, 6, Bible says that without faith, it is impossible to please God. Because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. So we must tight because we believe God. And the level of our belief in God is a measure of how much faith we have in him. Jesus talked about different levels of faith. And he used to use two ways to measure faith. He measured faith by our spiritual response to his word. In other words, how excited our heart is when his word comes. So the first measure of your level of faith in his word is how much of your heart gets excited by the word when it comes to you. The second way Jesus used to measure faith was in how you act and your words after you receive his word. Praise God. Your response in word and action is a reflection of how you receive his word. So when we talk about tithe, we are talking about what your response in faith is to the word of God. There are four levels of faith. Level number one, no faith. Write it down, no faith. Level number two, little faith. Level number three, great faith. And level number four, immeasurable faith. In the book of Mark, the chapter four, the verse 35 to 40, permit, to, permit me to read. And the same day when the evening was come, he said unto them, let us pass over onto the other side. Jesus gave a word. And the word was that, 
let us pass over unto the other side. And when they are sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship. And there were also with him other little ships. And there arose a great storm of wind. And the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full. And he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow. And they awoke him and said unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the wind, Peace be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. And he said unto them, why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? These were apostles of God. Men and women of God who had walked with Jesus, seen his miracles, had encounters with him, heard his word, heard what his word could do in their lives. And Jesus had told them that let us pass over onto the other side. He did not say that we will not arrive on the other side. He said we will pass over to the other side. In between where he gave the word and the other side was a sea that they had to cross. Praise God. And along the journey, like all of us, along our Christian journey, going across the sea, carrying the word of God, believing God for a manifestation and a reflection of his word, we always, like they did, encounter a storm. Our response to God's word in the midst of the storm is a reflection of how much faith we have in God. The Bible says that in the midst of the storm, when the winds arose, when the storms beat against the ship, and the ship was so full with water that it threatened to drown, they forgot that Jesus was in the boat. They began to panic. They became fearful. Then they went to the master. Carest thou not that we perish? I'm sure some of us have such questions like that. We have all faced storms in life before. I've faced my storm. I'm sure you have too. And in the midst of the storm, like the apostles, sometimes we will arrive at that point where we will begin to ask God questions like that. Carest thou not that we perish? Yes, it's not that we have not heard the word. We have heard the word. The word was that we will pass over to the other side. There is a pass over to another side for all of us. One day, one day, there is a word of God over our lives which says that one day you will pass through this storm to the other side. And I pray this morning in the name of Jesus, standing upon this word, that if you are in the midst of a storm, a battle, a challenge, an impediment, a mountain, I give you this word that you will also pass over. Yes, you pass over. But in the midst of it, they forgot that the master was in the boat. Jesus, carest thou not that we perish? And Jesus said that, how can you be so fearful when in the midst of the storm I am with you? For he said in Psalm 23, yet though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we will fear no evil. For what? Thou art with us. And I pray this morning that in the midst of your storm, may Jesus be with you. But ladies and gentlemen, 
The apostles had no faith in that situation. And that was what Jesus said to them. Your faith and the measure of your faith is a response to God's word in the midst of the crisis. So whether you pay your tithe or not, it's a response to God's word in the midst of your crisis. Yes, we don't have money. Economy is broke. And that is why people are beginning to argue. If we can take away one thing that takes our money, the better for us. So all sorts of arguments are going forth. Don't pay your tithe. It's not necessary. It's not the word of God. It's not scripture. I'm putting it to you that you have no faith. Praise God. You have no faith. The business of believing in God is a business of faith. Hallelujah. And it's a business of taking God at his word. Look at John 20, 24. Another apostle. Now Thomas called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciples therefore said to him, we have seen the Lord. So he said to them, unless I see in his hands the print of the nails and put my finger into the print of his nails and put my hand in his side, I will not believe an apostle of God. Ladies and gentlemen, and presiding elder, there are people in our church who are here, but they don't believe in God. They are here, but they don't believe in the authenticity of God's word. Even an apostle, he had walked with Jesus. He had heard Jesus say that I will die, but on the third day, by the power of the Holy Ghost, I will rise again. This man had risen, and they gave witness to him that the man had risen. But he said that until I see God, if you encounter God on the level of sight, your faith will be of that measure. Praise God. Yes. Many of us are operating with God on the level of sight. Unless I see the hand of God, I will not believe him. Unless I see the evidence. But what is faith? Look at Hebrews 11. Hebrews 11. Look at Hebrews. Now faith is the substance of the things hoped for and the evidence of the things that we have not seen. We do not relate with God on the level of sight. We relate with him on the level of faith. We believe him. He said we should pay our tithe and he will cause the floodgates of heaven to open. He will rebuke the devourer of our harvest. The pests that eat the labor of our hands. He said he will devour it if we pay our tithe. I take him at that word. I take him at that word. Praise God. Thomas said, look at what Thomas was saying. Until I see and put my hands in his side, I will not believe. Verse 26. And after eight days, the disciples were again inside. And Thomas with him. Jesus came. The doors were shut. Stood in the midst. Said to them, peace to you. Then he said to Thomas, Thomas, you reach your finger here and look at my hands. Reach your hand here and put it into my side. Do not be unbelieving, but believing. And Thomas answered and said to him, my Lord and my God. And Jesus said to Thomas, because you have seen me, now you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen, and yet they believe. Yes. Praise God. 
So you can choose to be in this church and operate on the level of no faith. It is okay. You can sit here in church. It's okay. But there is a second level. Tell somebody a second level. So the level of no faith. But the next level is the level we call little faith. Luke 17, 1 to 6. Jesus said to his disciples, things that cause people to stumble are bound to come. Like the issue of Titan. Many of us are wavering. So many arguments. Things that are bound to cause people to stumble are bound to come. But woe to anyone through whom they come. It will be better for them to be thrown into the sea with a millstone tied around their neck than to cause one of these little ones to stumble. So watch yourselves. If a brother sins against you, rebuke them. If they repent, forgive them. Even if they sin seven times in a day and seven times come back to you saying, I repent, you must forgive them. The apostle said to the Lord, increase our faith. And he replied, if you have faith as small as a master seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea and it shall obey you. Little faith. Praise God. A little believe in God. Even a little faith can cause trees to be uprooted and planted in the Kolegono Sea. Hallelujah. Look at Peter and Jesus in Matthew 14, 22 to 32. Immediately, Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side. And while he sent the multitudes away, and when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up the mountain by himself to pray. Now when evening was come, he was alone there. But the boat was now in the middle of the sea, tossed by the waves, for the wind was contrary. But in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a ghost. Ah, so it's not only Ghanaians that believe in ghosts. And they cried out for fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them saying, Be of good cheer. It is I. Do not be afraid. Then Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. So he said, Come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said to him, All ye of what? Little faith. All ye of little faith. Some of us, the blessings that we are receiving that we are not content with, it's a measure of how much faith you have in God. Whatever you are receiving today from God's word, whatever blessings, promises, encounters, breakthroughs you are receiving from God today that you see in your hand and it is so little, it is a reflection of how much faith you have in God. He looked at Jesus walking on the water and he had a little faith. Said, Jesus, command me to walk on this water. Jesus gave the command. He gave the word, come. 
So long as he held on to that word, he could defy the laws that governed water. Some of us, we start very well. We start very well. We believe God. We hold him at his word. We start with some faith. But when the boisterous winds come, we are not able to stand. Our faith just vanishes. Our faith just goes. Ladies and gentlemen, this business of Christianity is not a business that can survive the storms with a little faith. Just with a little faith, you can begin the journey. But to finish the journey, you need another level of faith. Many of us can begin the journey because we have a measure of faith. But many of us are shipwrecked in the middle. Because our faith could not measure to where God wants to send us. Some of us are not hitting the pinnacle of your potential because your faith is still like a master seed. Little faith. Ladies and gentlemen, we can encounter God on the level of no faith. But we can also encounter God on the level of little faith. And some of us are content with that level. But tell somebody there is another level. There is another level. Praise God. It's another level. Matthew 8, 5 to 8. So let's move away from the apostles. They have shown us that they, even they, they don't have faith. They've walked with Jesus. They've seen the miracles. Of, but even they, we cannot learn from the example of their faith. Now let's go to an unbeliever. A centurion. Matthew 8, 5 to 8. Now when Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him. So you will see that on the level of no faith, we were relating with God by sight. On the level of little faith, he was relating with God by ear. Come, he comes. But look at the faith of this centurion. The verse 7 or the verse 6. He was pleading with Jesus and he said, Lord, my servant is lying at home, paralyzed, dreadfully tormented. And Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. I will come and heal him. I will show up and heal him. The centurion said, Lord, I am not worthy that you should show up under my roof. But only speak a word. Hmm. And my servant will be healed. For I also am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to one, go, and he goes. And to another, come, and he comes. And to my servant, do this, and he does it. The verse 10, when Jesus heard it, he marveled, and he said to those who followed, As surely I say to you, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. Some of us want Jesus to show up physically. Before we can take him at his word. But the man said, I am not worthy that you should even show up. You stay in heaven. All I want is that give a command, issue a decree, release a word. And I believe in my heart, I have great faith that so long as that word is released, there shall be a performance. This morning I pray 
to God that as a word is released in your spirit everything that is paralyzed everything that has come to a halt in your life by the word of God I speak healing I speak life I bring revival to it may it live again may it live again Jesus said in the whole of Israel I have not seen such great faith why did he reference Israel Israel saw the Savior who came according to the prophecy of the prophets of old. And yet they did not believe him. But this centurion could take him at his word and say that, stand where you are, just release a word. Great faith. Ladies and gentlemen, there is another level we can relate with God. And it is the level called great faith. The kind of faith that defies the laws of men. Kind of faith that believes God for who he is and what he is and what he has said he will do. Even though we are paralyzed, even though we are weak, even though we are not seeing the evidence of his blessing, yet I will trust him even though he slays me. Great faith. Job said, even though I am slain, I will still believe this God. I will not curse him and die. Even if he takes away the whole world and he leaves my body and soul, I will not bow down to any other God. I will hold on to my confession and I will believe this God. Praise God. We are talking about title. That is why prophets are sent me here. But I want you to understand that you must come to a level where you give your title without argument, without persuasion. Why? Because you are operating on the level of faith. Praise God. On the level of faith. There is a last level. Tell somebody a last level. Last level. And it is the level I call limitless faith. Immeasurable faith. We have said that these three levels of faith, no faith, little faith, great faith, are measures that Jesus measures our faith by. But there is another level of operation of faith which defies measure. And it is called immeasurable faith. Immeasurable. Look at 2 Thessalonians 1 to 3. He said, grace unto you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is meet. Because that your faith groweth exceedingly. Now, the Greek word for exceedingly is perisos which means super abundantly above beyond measure. And ladies and gentlemen, you see, the Greek word for faith is pistis. In other words, we can come to a level of oppression in God where our faith is immeasurable. Perisos pistis. Immeasurable faith. The Thessalonian faith was so great that Paul said, 1 Thessalonians 1.8, For from you sounded out the word of the Lord, not only in Macedonia and Achaia, but also in every place, your faith to God is spread abroad, so that we need not speak anything. Great faith, he has to release a word. But in 
immeasurable faith, we don't need to release a word. Just look at me as I am. Walking in the word of God. Believing God as I am. We need to get to the level where our life is a sounding board of faith. The full epitome of the human being that stands before you. You cannot figure the person out. You can see that the person is going through a storm. The person is going through encounters. Things that must break the spirit of people. And yet the person is standing. Hey, the word of God says that. Yet though I fall, the righteous man may fall seven times. Yet seven times he will rise again. The man is standing. He's going through it by his standing. He's going through it by he picks himself up and he's walking. That is what we call immeasurable faith. The faith defies or, or you can't measure it. You can't understand it. Ladies and gentlemen, if you can come to that level of faith, then Mark 9.23 becomes real. Please give me Mark 9.23. I'm finishing. Mark 9.23. Jesus said unto him, Proving yourself in my life, and I'm here to testify. You are so faithful to fail me. What you said, you always do. What you say, you always accomplish. Lord, I'm here to testify. You are so faithful to fail me. You are too faithful to leave me halfway. You've proven yourself in my life, and I'm here to testify. You are too faithful to fail me. Praise God. Put your hands together for mommy. You can relate with God on the level of no faith. You can relate with God on the level of little faith. You can be one of those great people who relate to God on the level of great faith. But you can arrive at this point. We says that Jesus said unto him, if you can only believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. immeasurable faith. He said, if you can only believe, if you can arrive at this point, this level of faith, then at that point, the limits are removed. At that point, there is nothing that any human being can imagine to do here on earth whilst he's alive, which shall be impossible for him to do. If you can only believe, have you seen it? What I see here is that the things that I am not able to do is because I have not believed God enough for it to become real. The limits you see in your life could be removed if you can come to the point where you say that, I believe. And when you arrive at that point, he says that all things are possible to him that believeth. All things are possible. In Zechariah 2, the verse 1. Zechariah 2, verse 1. Please put that up. So here was an angel who had a measuring line in his hand. And he was going to measure Jerusalem. 
When we say he's going to measure, it means that he's going to place a limit on Jerusalem. In other words, Jerusalem can be as far as 20 meters. It means that beyond 20 meters, Jerusalem will cease to exist. And this angel, with a measuring line in his hand, went up to measure Jerusalem. Uh, can you put it up for us? All right, let me read it. Good. Zechariah 2, the verse 1. I lifted up my eyes again and looked, and behold, a man with a measuring line in his hand. Then said I, whither goest thou? And he said unto me, to measure Jerusalem, to see what is the breadth thereof, and what is the length thereof. And behold, the angel talked with me, who talked with me went forth, and another angel went out to meet him. The verse 4. And said unto him, Run, speak to this young man, say, Jerusalem shall be inhabited as a town without walls for the multitude of men and cattle within. Verse 5. For I say the Lord, I will be unto her a wall of fire around about, and I will be in the, the glory in the midst of her. Those of you who have lived in the north before, those of you in the north, there are bushfires. How do the bushfires burn? They burn outwards. In other words, if they start from here, they just spread. And unless you do something to stop that bushfire, its spread is immeasurable. Are you with me? Now, ladies and gentlemen, God is saying that if you can only believe, then every war, every limitation, anything that holds you back, anything that defines you, that others see you and say, oh, this is how far the guy can go. If you can only believe God, then he's putting it to you this morning that Jerusalem shall begin to operate as a city without walls and I, Jehovah, shall be her limitation. In other words, if God says that I will be your limitation, I'm my God. It means that there is nothing that you would dream of that agrees with God's will for your life that you will not be able to achieve in your life. For he said that I am who I am. Lord, I believe. Lord, I believe. Lord, I believe. All things are possible. Lord, I believe. Mira, Miji, Woody. Mira, I pray this morning Finally, God says that Malachi 3 bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be meat in my house. Test me in this, prove me in this, say the Lord of hosts. If I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out a blessing that you will not have room enough to receive it. 
I will rebuke the devourer for your sake, and he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground. Neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the time in the field, saith the Lord. And all nations shall call you blessed, for you shall be a delightsome land, saith the Lord. We can begin to engage God on the level of limitless faith. Limitless faith. Immeasurable faith. Begin to take the walls off your faith. Begin to remove the limitations on your faith. And take God at his word, just as it is. And he says that if you can test me in this, if you can prove me in this, I will cause the floodgates of heaven, the world bank of the world. In the spiritual realm, there is a world bank. There is a world bank. You can choose to bank at Bank of Ghana and GCB. And all the banks you can think of. But for me, I want to bank in the World Bank of Heaven. And that World Bank says that if I can test him by paying my tithe, he will cause those floodgates to open. And he will pour out a blessing upon us. This morning I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus that as you take God at his word, may God cause a blessing to be poured out upon your life, upon your business, upon your career, upon your marriage, upon your finances, upon everything that your hand findeth to do. And may I permit the word of God to operate in your life and say that may the devourer be rebuked for your sake. May God cause every pest and every devourer that devours our harvest at the time of harvest. May that devourer be rebuked. May that devourer be rebuked. Now be released to operate in God's word. Operate in immeasurable faith. Your life will not be the same again. Can we rise to our feet?